from a very young age, people knew that I was something not cis-het. <laughs> uh, there's been, you know, uncertainty around exactly what flavour of queer I have been, but certainly it was known from a very young age that I was not cis-het. <laughs> My name is Elle and I'm a bi-plus non-binary queer person living on Bangarang Country, working with Lion Wangaratta. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the lands on which this podcast episode was recorded, the Bangarang lands of the Yorta Yorta Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you live, work and play today, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We recognise the important role that art has played on these lands for thousands of years and feel privileged to work alongside artists continuing the creative practice of one of the oldest surviving cultures in the world. Always was, always will be. This episode you're about to hear is with Kean, who uses he, him pronouns and describes himself as a transgender fluid male. Kean grew up in regional New South Wales and now lives in Wangaratta on Bangarang land in northeast Victoria. Kean shares his experience of being involved with Lion Wangaratta and living in regional areas. You're wearing the t-shirt LGBTQIA plus in the northeast, mm. Lion Wangaratta. Are you part of Lion? Yeah, I'm a board member of the Lion Committee. Uh, so I do events like this um, just as a attendee. But my sibling is actually the facilitator for this. And how is life in Wangaratta for you? I really love Wangaratta. It, out of all of those places I've lived, I think Wangaratta's the place that has felt the most like home. And a large part of that is Line and being involved in the Line Committee and having that LGBTQIA plus space in this regional area has really meant a lot for me. Mm. Have you been able to access? communities like this in, in all the other places that you've lived or have there been times in your life where you've felt that you haven't been able to connect with people? I'd say most of the places I've lived, even when there has been similar kind of communities where they're pride organisations, they just haven't felt as connected as this. It hasn't felt so queer friendly as much as it's just LGBTI+. Plus friendly, but not that queerness, not that, not being interested in following cishet normativity. It's actually defying that and not wanting to be a part of that. Whereas I think a lot of those community spaces I've gotten involved with previously, there's still been a lot of focus on appealing to cishet normativity. And that doesn't work for me. <laughs> it's just never been something I've been able to fit into. From a very young age, people knew that I was something not cis <laughs> uh, There's been, you know, uncertainty around exactly what flavour of queer I have been, but certainly it was known from a very young age that I was not cis <laughs> So this particular organisation makes you feel much more what, like... Um able to just to be free in who you are and not conform to any, do you know what I mean? Is that what you're mm. saying? Is it? 
I think a large part of the difference, what makes Lion really stand out for me, is that it's not just LGBTQIA plus friendly. It is friendly across a lot of different intersections and it's very neuroqueer. So it's that neurodivergence and LGBTQIA plus mingling. Uh, and also, even though our hub is not currently wheelchair accessible in reality, like I have to hop out of the chair and have someone get the chair inside the building for me because there's that little ledge at the moment. I've always been so welcomed in these spaces and I, I, I get to the front door and there's like a line of people waiting to help me get in. Like there's just so much accessibility even when we haven't been able to afford accessibility. <laughs> does pride mean to you? I think it's such a difficult question. I mean, it means so many different things to me specifically. And then, of course, it means different things to other people. But for me, I guess the main thing it means is community and having a space where you actually just get to be and relax and not feel like you need to be justifying who you are or hiding who you are or explaining who you are. You can just exist in that space and not have to owe anyone anything about who you are. And what's your superpower? <laughs> My superpower? Um, like of choice or the one that I have? <laughs> Tell me both. I'd like to hear both. Uh, so not really breaking the mould here as a gender fluid person, but if I had to pick a superpower, it'd be shape-shifting, which is... Just such a cliche, but you know what? I don't care. <laughs> That's what I would pick. <laughs> um, as for superpower, I have. Um, I'm a creative writer and an actor, and I think one of the superpowers that I have would be being able to understand, truly understand different perspectives and get into different minds and understand how people think and feel and be compassionate around those differences. So that's your current superpower. Mm, yeah. Mm, and how do you? How have you been able to develop that? I I would say writing has been a major part in that development. In that I have to do that in order to write. You have to understand your characters, and your characters cannot just be you, but with a different name, because eventually you're gonna need some other characters in that story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what? And what have you written so far? Uh, I'm still working on my first novel, but I have had some poems published. I am working on a collection of poems as well um, and constantly sort of sending stuff off when I've got the energy to different magazines and anthologies and things like that. Uh, yeah, so I'm sort of building up a little collection of my own poems and short stories as well as working on my first novel. Mm, can we listen to them or read them anywhere? Uh, so I've got some poems published in Cordite and NB Life. So if you Google Key and Hall poem or Key and Hall Cordite or Key and Hall NB Life, then you should find them. Um, NB as in non-binary, E-N-B-Y. Do you share them on social media at all? Yes, uh, not as much at the moment. I'm currently building up a small business, making candles and bath products and cards and things like that. Uh, so I've been focusing more on that. 
as far as social media. I'm a little bit of a very young boomer in a lot of ways. And social media, I just, I spend a lot of time scrolling on Facebook, but I just cannot keep up with the posting and having to figure out algorithms. And I just, oh, one page that I'm being active on is too much already. I'm yeah. not doing both. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Should probably do like the little uh, shout out to my business name. Um <laughs> Which feels a little bit dodgy, but you know. <laughs> Get it out <laughs> there, I say. Yeah. Uh, so my candle and uh, bath product business name is Kian's Queer Crafts. And I haven't actually released it yet, but uh, online at least. But I have these particular favourites of mine, which are the Chocfilla Pride Bath Crumbles, which I really love because once I've set it up, you'll be able to pick whatever pride flag you want and I will just custom pour that so that the bath crumble is just ready to go in your specific pride flag. So it's all chocolate scented, which is just delightful um, and is very fun to make because the whole house just fills up with chocolate. And then you've got to leave the bath products drying for a while. And so the whole house just smells like chocolate for days. <laughs> and it's not great. Me and, Kynan, uh, me and my sibling end up eating so much chocolate in these days because the whole house just smells of it. And so you're just craving it the whole time. <laughs> you don't get sick of the smell. <laughs> oh, you cannot get sick of the smell of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. Probably the taste, but maybe not the smell. Maybe you could overindulge. You can certainly overindulge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. So Wangarat is home for you? Yeah, like it's just nice and quiet. Um, I grew up much more regional, smaller towns. And so living in the city has often been overwhelming. Uh, the streets are just full of people and no one moves out of the way of a wheelchair. People often step directly in front of me. And then I've got to very suddenly stop because otherwise I'm going to run them over in the wheelchair because it's an electric wheelchair. And they just don't care. They, they're just going where they're going and they don't care that they've just cut you off. Like it, yeah, I find country towns are just a bit more gentle and like they've got less and more accessibility in very different ways. And then I also just love looking up at night with the sky just full of stars and you don't get that in a city. <laughs> mm, that's pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's gorgeous. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This podcast is released every Tuesday and Friday and could not have been possible without the support of our local community partners, Midsummer and the Fair of Victoria portfolio of the Victorian State Government. Throughout the series, you will hear firsthand the successes, hopes, dreams, fears and struggles of diverse members of our community. Pridefinder, the Rainbow Road Trip, was a travelling project commissioned during the 2023 Midsummer Festival as part of the State Government's initiative, Victoria's Pride. Helen Thomas, an award-winning creative audio producer, journalist and queer ally, developed a mobile story studio with the purpose of encouraging connection, cultivating empathy and preserving people's experiences. As much of Victoria's queer history relies on verbal recount, Midsummer, Helen and the Pridefinder connected with regionally living LGBTQIA plus Victorians to help capture their unique stories. These conversations are frank, honest, and reflect the language, thoughts, history, and opinions of the individual. Views may not be shared by Midsummer or the Victorian State Government. Please keep yourself safe and refer to the show notes for specific triggers related to each episode. If something in this podcast has made you feel uncomfortable or brought up challenging feelings, please seek support from a loved one or from one of the helplines listed at the bottom of the show notes. Thank you.